things about my art. Pretty broad uh, prompt. And we'll see what I end up covering here. Because I think how I look at this is what is sort of the essential me in what I'm making and have been making. And it's inherently, it's, it's a hindsight kind of thing. It's, it's what kind of story do I notice as sort of, or three key um, beats or elements or themes in the story of uh, my art. And I think I, I've shared before that um, I'm a huge fan of, I, I really like fantasy art and just the idea of um, art that shows worlds that are, you know, in some ways like a funhouse mirror distorted, strange glasses wearing um, version of our own world, right? Because inherently, I mean, we, we create what we, you know, our, we channel our own experience into what we create. Uh, but then there's something about the otherness and the fanciful, um, hmm, mystic, magical, other realms of science fiction and fantasy art that feel um, enticing. It, it, it's like encouraging exploration and wandering of the imagination. And I, 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 I like that a lot. And, and so right growing up, I would page through um, any Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons book I could get a hold of, uh, flipping through the full-size uh, LP albums and the kind of artwork that was in that world was often very fantasy and with, with a different interpretation or whatnot, with, I mean, you'd have things that would be kind of like more fuzzy or more crisp or more uh, glowy or more uh, stabby <laughs> or whatever, uh, but all kinds of uh, creations, like anything from you know, the Iron, Iron Maiden album covers, pretty obvious inspiration for me. Um, but uh, even things like uh, Journey and um, Judas Priest in the kind of sharpness that would be uh, present in their album art is, is uh, it's this, I don't know, it's fascinating other world. Um, another thing about my art, um, I came into comics through video games, mostly. I noticed that recently that I've, um, it's, it's like I, I, in my elementary school years, I don't remember a ton of comics that I read. And it would be on occasion, I would find some here or there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't typically be deeply into them. Like, a, like a har finding a Harvey comic laying around just wasn't my thing. But then, um, like a Casper the Friendly Ghost or what have you, um, but then finding something like... Um, like I did have one of those small album players that, you know, could play a 45 or um, whatnot. Like, so a 45 album is like a smaller disc, I guess. What, what is it? It's like, hmm, it's bigger than a CD or a DVD. 
but smaller than a laptop. <laughs> I'm trying to think what it'd be. So, cause like an LP, a bigger record is like roughly laptop size. Anyway, this thing could play those different size things. And, and like, so the, the 45s, that, that size of album could be stuffed inside of a book. And then now you have, uh, you know, this sort of book that can read to you or whatnot. So I had a few of those growing up and one of them was a Spider-Man comic. And I, I'm trying to remember if I had a, I might've had one or two, but the one I recall is like Spider-Man versus the lizard man. And I, that was certainly part of my early childhood. But then later on I had this, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back novelization and, I know I read that a bunch of times and I, and I have had like ups and downs with it too, where I thought, you know, this is it. The art was hard for me to fully appreciate as, uh, in, in my younger days. I don't know why it, it was like the style of Yoda was very different than the movie. The, um, it's, I guess the representations were, I guess maybe I was struggling with how it had a realism to it, but it was very fantasy art, but I wasn't fully into the fantasy art yet because if, I mean, album covers I saw in when I was, you know, 10, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 ish. I mean, it just, it didn't, they didn't really call out to me much, um, till I was more like 12, 13 and, and onward. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I've had some interests and respect and enjoyed comics, but, uh, not, a, not consistently and not voraciously. Uh, I went through in the, in the early nineties, a bit of a, um, aha moment where I started getting into Ghost Rider, And that was really, uh, I don't know, really fun and fun and inspiring. I don't know. I think the themes of how, um, so Danny catch, um, encounters and what's funny is it's like the the origin story is so hmm not super compelling but um but i know i'm forgetting aspects of the story so there's probably a reason why danny catch encounters a magical motorcycle in a graveyard because once he does he becomes a ghost rider and this 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 um this demon of vengeance uh possesses his physical body and he turns into this flaming, um, motorcycle riding skeleton creature with superpowers and, uh, with an interest to bring about, um, just punishment basically. And, you know, problematic themes aside, it, it's, um, I really liked it. I really liked how Ghost Rider seemed to, you know, put things right and I also liked how Danny Ketch was wrestling with some dark nature and how, how is he going to make the, make this, um, make a, you know, to be a healthy human when, you know, he's got this, this huge demon in him and whatnot. So it was good. I enjoyed it. And, but it's not even as much as I enjoyed that much, much as I had posters, as much as I collected the cars, it, I was just reading comics and that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I was reading. I wasn't making them. I wasn't feeling the urge to make them. I would draw sometimes comic stuff, but it would be in the spirit of like illustrating and making fantasy art. 
as an illustration, not in the sequence, not at telling a story, but just sort of capturing a moment and a feeling. I remember, yeah, anyway, like my first, uh, the, my first art commission, um, I drew a Wolverine and I had to, I could look back from the cover history, but I did my take of a Wolverine cover that, um, someone traded me a butterfly knife for, and that was my first commission. Um, but again, it was comics related, but it wasn't comics yet. And it's so, so it's just kind of funny that it took me, took video games as, um, where wanting to find a way to, to efficiently put some narrative in video games and then feeling like there was something about comics and because I was reading also um, Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. And I thought that, that there's something here. And so when I was working on this game, Jinhanu, which really sort of spun on and on for a number of years and never got finished, uh, I'd had fully fallen in love with the language of comics, but I hadn't actually started. I only, I made like one short comic as part of that project as for one of the introductory sequences, but the, you know, where that one was a static comic where it was meant from there on to be more dynamic and filled with, um, live game assets where you, it's almost like a framework for dynamic comics is what we were trying to build with that. Yeah, so it's just kind of interesting to me. And so again, um, three things about my art. And that's that was number two. Um, and then the last one I think makes a lot of sense is that I iterate. I and I I I do this live and not always to the credit of my projects where but but it is interesting because I look back at um Art Geek Zoo, um the the four chapter main story arc that, um, that I put into a book called, um, hidden talent. And it's, you know, the chapters change and the art style starts as, as, you know, in one, one layout in using a certain set of software techniques. And then it changes into different techniques and then changes in different layout and it changes different techniques and it keeps evolving. So, uh, all my style, as far as how I, how I write the comic that evolved, I had a collaborator for a chunk of time, um, Pete Gilbertson. And, um, you know, the comic changed as, as Pete came into the project and as Pete left the project. I mean, there's so many things of change, change, change. So, I mean, I iterate. And, and in a way, it's like I sketch with projects to find a useful version of them and help them evolve. So that's, I mean, which I think is a key part of like how I see a lot of problems and, you know, not everything can be solved that way. It really depends on the constraints and stuff you're dealing with. But, um, yeah, there's something about the, the process of web comics that helped me establish that habit and feel comfortable with, um, this, you know, getting in the comfort zone of, of this, uh, this work is a work in progress, but it is a work as it's a work in progress, both. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Because, I, I mean, I do look back on it now. I think the the product, it as a product, would be, it would be more sellable if it were as a, um, if the art style where it landed was 
done throughout. So who knows? Maybe I'll revisit the story. Maybe I'd continue it. But either way, I would do it in such a way that it wouldn't be iterating as much. But I would be using that sort of um, sketchy iterative approach to, uh, to work through the in private, I guess, instead of creating in public like that. I think this time, so maybe um, that's, that's sort of a I sketch and iterate and improve and have learned. <laughs> it's not always the best public face for a project. Although for that one, that product, that project, I, I actually think it was, I think it worked because there was an audience that followed me through that, that experience. And, um, I wouldn't have had that and they wouldn't have had it if, if I, if I didn't do that. Um, okay. I don't know if those are three specific enough things about my art because it's like my background about the, the fantasy art through Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And I'm, um, I'm a fan of magazines like Imagine FX, which I don't know, maybe they've changed or, or, or aren't still around anymore, but they were around a good long time. And then, um, like I came into comics, which is so, um, so influential at this point in my life and career, but yet, um, it, it didn't happen early. Like a lot of folks who are into comics are like, yeah, I drew comics forever. And I did illustrations related to comics now and then, but it was only an illustration. I guess I always looked at myself as an illustrator, not a not a comic storyteller. Hmm. And then, yeah, and then finally I, uh, I'm a big fan of, of sketching and iteration. So this has been a reflection in this, this Art Sound Off series version of the Polytechnicast. Art Sound Off is a creative challenge that Jersey Droz and I started to uh, just celebrate this journaling, especially journaling about your art, practicing it, whether you're doing it for you know, private or public, and for those that are sharing them publicly, you can check out the hashtag ArtSoundOff. And if you're curious to, to give it a try, you could go to ArtSoundOff.com and find some helpful uh, recommendations there. And uh, yeah, I'm Rob Stenzinger. This is uh, the Polytechnicast again. And I, I don't know, I, I do journaling of various sorts. Um, this three things prompt was from ArtSoundOff. But I'm also creating some new... Uh, installments in the uh, Practicing UX for All series and I've got, uh, got other ideas from there. So I do hope to continue posting Polytechnicasts, not every day. I don't actually, I don't know if I'll ever do that again. <laughs> this might be the, like the, the end of the, the daily Polytechnicast. Um, who knows? But, uh, but I do like to, I do like it. And, and I, I missed it a lot. And I'm feeling like if I just stop at the end of November, that that would be, I just would miss it too much. And it's too useful. So it's nice to connect with folks through this and we'll see what happens. But in any case, thanks for downloading this. And if you have any questions or reactions, reach me at Rob Stenzinger on the social networks, rob at shieldsstenzinger.com via email. And thank you very much for listening. 